WKHM's Business Class. Brought to you by the Sykes Group at Morgan Stanley, working towards connecting clients with the future they envision. Contact Casey Sykes or Amanda Kassler at 517-768-7722. The Sykes Group at Morgan Stanley is located at 3101 Spring Arbor Road in Jackson, Michigan. And now, WKHM's Business Class. Welcome to another edition of the WKHM Business Class podcast brought to you by the Sykes Group at Morgan Stanley, Spring Arbor Road. Very wise financial guidance with uh, Casey Sykes and the crew at the Sykes Group at Morgan Stanley, Spring Arbor Road. And we're delighted to have the chief executive officer, relatively new. Relatively. From the the Jackson YMCA. uh, About a year? Uh, Two years now. Two years. Yeah. Yeah, Just two years in August. Time flies. Time flies, especially when you're having fun. Shauna Tello is, uh, well, she took over when uh, Rick Wilson stepped down. Correct. And has been the chief executive officer. And this has been a whirlwind two years, hasn't it? It absolutely has. I, I never imagined how exciting it would be um, when I accepted this position. I mean, I, I've i been at the Y for quite some time now, so I understand the workings of the YMCA, but to take on a new role and to kick off a capital campaign and then to dive into um, strategic planning, which hadn't been done in quite some time. It has been a really exciting ride. Learning on the job, Sean? Absolutely. I, I joke around that I'm on a very steep learning curve, but I'm having a lot of fun. So, so the Y's been around for over 120 years, but no female has ever not been, in Jackson. Been no. the boss. No, the a female CEO of the Young Men's Christian Association. That's it's kind of fun. So, uh, does it provide challenges or? Absolutely. Um, I think that um, you know we have been really fortunate in our community that the Y has a really strong brand in Jackson, and almost everywhere I go, people have a Y story. A personal experience um, from the Y, or a close friend or family member who had an experience at the Y. Um, so one of my favorite parts of the job is just hearing people's Y stories. Um, but the, I think one of our biggest challenges is that a lot of people don't necessarily understand the significant impact that the Y has on the community. Um, a lot of people think of the Y as whatever their personal experience was. So if you learn to play basketball at the Y, you you tend to think of the Y as a great place to play basketball. If you learn to swim at the Y, um, it's a great place to learn to swim. And it is those things. Um, But it's also um, a place to get a free meal during the summer. It's a place where kids have a safe place to go after school consistently and free transportation after school. Um, It's a place where people with Parkinson's disease are um, dramatically reducing the symptoms as a result of participation in programs that are designed especially for them. Um, So it's it's a challenge, but it's also uh, really exciting to have the opportunity to educate people about something that I'm extremely passionate about. You really, uh, you brush all corners of, of the community. We do. You know, I, I mentioned the strategic plan. We just finished that up um, end of July. And going through the, the strategic planning process, we interviewed 
um, community members, members of the Y, community leaders. Um, and one of the things that came out loud and clear through those interviews and through community forums was that the Y is truly a place for all. We echo our mission statement, which is to put Christian principles into practice through programs that build healthy spirit, mind, and body for all. Um, and we always capitalize those last two words when we put our mission in print, for all. And it was, so it was really um, just rewarding to hear people saying, well, the why is a place for everybody. The why is a place that brings all different kinds of people together. So while you might and there's have, really there's examples every day. There's three and four year olds, and there's ninety three and ninety four year olds every exactly. day, every day, every day at the exact same time of day. You could walk through the building and see people of all. You can set your watch, probably. Oh, it's just it, and it's so rewarding. And you know, I've made friends being at the Y that I never would have made otherwise in life because I'm able to cross paths with so many different kinds of people. Well, let's let's go back. How did you end up where where you have ended up? Oh, that's kind of a fun story. Give us your uh, your trail here. Sure, um, I grew up uh, with my parents being very good friends of John Throne. Um, and my parents also being members of the Y. I took um, swim lessons at the Y when I was six months old with my great-grandma. Wow. My mom didn't want to put on a swimsuit yet, apparently. So she put me in the, the parent-child swim class with my grandma. And later I went on to do tumble bugs there, which is a preschool gymnastics program. And, um, you know, like I said, my, my dad worked out there. Um, he was in the free weight room a lot of evenings and weekends. And so I, I'm kind of a kid who grew up in the Y. And um, later in life, uh, after I graduated from college and held a few other positions, I heard from the person who handles um, computers and technology for the Y that the youth development director had resigned and that they might be posting a position before long. So I reached out to John Throne, who I had known from my childhood, and said, you know, I heard a rumor he might be posting a position soon that I could be qualified for. And he shared with me, and I interviewed with a, a big group of other candidates and then went on to interview a few more times with some board members. And um, that's where I started as the youth and camp director overseeing the youth sports and day camps and after-school programs. Well, uh, those were some classic times with John and and Jim Cornforth. Right. John was... uh kind of presidential right there wasn't he he was and it's funny you say that because people ask me about my experiences at the y growing up and i did coming in as a child i always saw him in his office and saw him as a very presidential figure but also a little bit of a he had a um, pipe and, um, almost like a Santa Claus figure, too, because yeah. he would come out and he would say hi and wave, and sometimes he'd give candy to kids that were walking by. And so, yeah, it was neat to be able to come on board um, before he retired and get to know him better. And So uh, you started your career at the Y, and... Uh how did that how did that roll? Well, like I said, I started in youth programs and after I had been in that position for a few years, I went on um, to accept a position in membership. Um, membership director was my title. And then um, 
we lost a senior director who oversaw health and fitness, and so I was asked to take health and fitness. Um, so I did membership in health and fitness, and then uh, we had a part-time gal who did fundraising, um, who moved on, and so they said, you know, Shauna, we really need you to pick up fundraising. And so you've done everything <laughs> but the plumbing. At one point, my CEO asked me to get lifeguard certified so that if lifeguards needed a break, I could run back there and do that. So I really, I've done everything except the financial controller piece, you know. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never had to actually pay the bills throughout my, my years there, but certainly have to have a lot of knowledge as far as the wide budget goes. So so as far as organizations, I, I was just thinking uh, probably nobody around here has more members than, than you guys. Well, right. And it's funny you ask that because we are actually in a really strong membership year. And um, we looked not too long ago and we're um, right around 7,500 members right now, which is the highest we have ever been. That's a good number because our population has decreased. Right. Right. And yours has gone up. It's growing. It's really exciting. And I, I know it's because we have something at the Y for everyone. And we make it possible for everyone to participate. We have financial assistance available for people. And then it's a, it's a warm, welcoming community space. You know, the facility is aged and it's a little tired looking, but the people inside just shine. And, and when you go in, you feel that. And I think once you're there, you want to stay. We have a really high member retention rate compared mm-hmm. to other YMCAs around the country. And... Um, when I travel, I like to visit otherwise. A lot of people do. We're all connected now, so you have reciprocity when you travel. Uh, but you can definitely feel a difference when you walk into the otherwise. We've, we've got really special people, special staff, um, a lot of longevity on the staff team, and then really phenomenal members that, you know, some have only been there six months, but many have been there for 30, 40 years. Yeah, easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is affordable, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, and one of the things we are working on right now is making sure that people are aware of the financial assistance that we provide. Uh, we actually give over over give out over $200,000 in scholarship dollars each year to people to be able to participate in Y programs and to have Y memberships. And so, and most of that's for kids, right? A, a very significant percentage of that is for kids. Um, I would say behind that, um, seniors, um, people with disabilities, mm-hmm. um, families of deployed military personnel, um, and then people with um, chronic diseases that have really high medical bills. Uh, we want to make sure they're getting in the Y and getting the physical activity that they need. So it really is It's for the community. It is. It is. And I, I feel really honored to be a part of it and just humbled um, when I hear the stories um, that come out of the Y, the impact that the staff has on people or the programs are having and really changing people's lives for the better. It's hard to make taking care of yourself a priority. You know, if you're a family person, your kids are your priority. Or if you're a person who you know, really enjoys their work, your work is the priority. It's hard to make yourself a priority. 
Yeah. And then when people do it, it's it's such an aha moment. And a lot of people like to talk about it. And we get to hear those stories. You're listening to WKHM's Business Class Podcast, brought to you by the Sykes Group at Morgan Stanley. Call 768-7722 today to get connected to the future you envision. Well, you uh, and you've been around a long time. The, the building is tired, mm-hmm. as you like to refer to it. And you have a capital campaign uh, well underway to the goal is to build a new building the goal is to build a new Y um, and and even broader than that the goal is to build a strong Y for a strong Jackson uh, we're at 14 million our goal is 25 um, we have several people on our prospect list um, who knows Whoever's listening, you might be on there, and we'll be knocking on your door soon. I have a lot of people that say, Shauna, when are you going to build that new Y? And I say, well, when are you going to write me that check? Um, but we do have a lot of proposals out. But it's a big number. Let's, uh, let's face it. It's huge, and nothing like this has been done in Jackson no. before. Um, not to this level. And so I think the, the really interesting thing about it is while Jackson has never tried to raise this much money in a capital campaign, um, I would venture to say that there are very few other organizations, especially in downtown Jackson, that touch as many people as the Y does in such a significant way. And that's why I think it's so important that everybody really rally behind this. Um, Even if you're not a person who utilizes the Y facility, you probably understand the impact that the Y has on the downtown and the fact that we bring 200,000 people per year right into downtown Jackson. Huge. So, yeah, so aside from changing... Some of them eat lunch somewhere. Exactly, and stop at the dry cleaner yeah. and, and the post office. and So, uh, yeah, while we're about healthy living and youth development and social responsibility, we're also about building a stronger Jackson economically and, and supporting our neighbors. Shauna Tello with us. She's the Chief Executive Officer, Jackson YMCA. What is the new building? What, what does that look like? We do have some really cool preliminary architectural plans. And as we have conversations with potential donors and potential program partners, those architectural plans do evolve a little bit. Um, and pretty soon, I think we'll be able to start releasing some of those. But one of the things I would say that is the most important when it comes to the planning for this new facility is accessibility. If you've been in the current facility, you know that it's a little bit of a web of hallways. And (laughs) we want to make... It's a maze. It is. It is. We want to make sure that everybody, when they walk into that Y, um, they sense that the Y was designed specifically for them. And then it's very easy to navigate and that you also feel very safe there, um, that you can see everything, and it's intuitive in terms of where you need to go and how you get there, um, that the child care areas are bright and welcoming and also very visible to the parents who are utilizing. So um, I would say in terms of a, a really powerful statement within the new facility, it will be around accessibility Mm -hmm. i know you want to stay in the pretty much the same location right we do we do it's really important that the why here again the word accessibility um is accessible to people who need it the most 
and we feel really strongly that there are neighborhoods uh, with families right around the downtown area that need to be able to walk to the Y. We're also uh, very close to the bus station, and we have a lot of members and employees that utilize public transportation to be able to get to the Y. So it's important that we're really close to public transportation, too. Now, Shauna, when somebody hears the $25 million, they say, oh, well, my 10 or 20 bucks isn't, isn't going to mean anything. Oh, but it, that's, those are the big... Uh, Donations, Right, right. And we need every single dollar because, really, if you think about the way our membership base is structured right now, we wouldn't be able to function in, as an organization if there weren't people who were paying the full amount for their monthly dues and if there weren't people who were paying $10 a month. We need it all to, to be able to sustain the why. And the capital campaign is exactly the same. Yes, we need people to step up and give at a level that's appropriate for them, and, and maybe that's in the millions. But we also need those $10 gifts yeah. because that's what we do at the WISE. We, we put it all together, and we make it work for everyone. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, one of the most meaningful gifts to me was one um, that I received. It, it was $10. And it was from a gal who lives in the Atsego downtown, and she participates in our Turning Point program. And she walked up to me, and she handed it to me personally, and she said, I want you to make sure that this goes to the capital campaign. And right then, I, I mean, I was just overwhelmed because yeah. that that is just as important and just as meaningful coming from someone who took advantage of our programs and recovered from breast cancer and it's coming out strong um just as meaningful as the as the the million dollar gifts you couldn't get more meaning oh, I, I think than that no yeah. no and that's, that's probably a lot of stories uh, similar there are there are it, it and that's you know while raising 25 million dollars in a, in a community like ours where we do face some challenges economically um, it is tough. Um, when when you hear those stories, it fuels you, it keeps you mm-hmm. going, and it makes you even more determined that this needs to happen and it will happen. Well, you're a positive person. Do you see uh, light at the at the end of the tunnel? I do. I do. In the very near future, uh, we've been really fortunate to have a very passionate board president, Matt Kerfman. And recently, a um, a new board member. Well, I guess it's been close to a year now. Um, Scott McIntosh from Consumers Energy. Um, Matt brings the passion. Scott brings the vision and the strategy. Mm-hmm. And um, he's really taken the reins on a high level committee that's overseeing the capital campaign and put a strong structure in place. And um, we've been um, spending the last few months strengthening the structure of the campaign. And now you're going to see a lot more um, action in the very near future and hopefully a lot more uh, of those big announcements coming out in the near future. Uh, you probably can't wait till the day uh, you get a get a shovel in the ground somewhere. <laughs> I can't wait, and I know that my board can't wait, and our staff and our members can't wait. We've had a few of our senior members pop in my office and say, "I know it's hard, Shauna, but if you could just get this new Y open." <laughs> 
so that well, I can yeah. enjoy it for a little while. That would be great. Easy, easier said than done. Uh, right, Something right. like that. But but I am driven by those people. Sure. Because those are the people that give us roots, and I want to see it happen for them. So you have a, a fantastic membership, and this is the time of year. Really, you add more people coming back after the summer it is a lot of people take the summer off um to be able to do their boating or gardening or fishing and then we do we see them coming on back in the fall and so we waive our join fiends in the fall um i mean we'll see an influx of anywhere from two to four hundred new members in the fall um and it's it's just a fun time for us because the energy's back inside the temperatures get a little cooler outside and it's fun to see all the familiar faces trickling back in and new ones yeah um this time of year when we offer the membership specials people that have been members for a while will invite friends and family to join and um, it's, so it's fun to make new friends, too. Why do people s- stay at the Y for 40 and forty and 50 years? They they do. It's because of the friendships. Um, and, and they might not even say, oh, my friend so-and-so at the Y. But there's, there's community there. There's camaraderie there. Mm-hmm. Um, people with similar interests and similar reasons for being there find each other. And um, people who go at the same time of day, each day, each week, each month, each year, build really unique relationships. And you, you have a feeling that if you're not there, people will miss you. And sometimes that's a big motivator to, to, get, your, to get your physical activity, to get your exercise, just knowing that, oh, that guy that's always on the lap pull-down machine at the same time as me will notice if I'm not there. There's... um. There's a support system that's formed, and then there's a little bit of the, a little bit of competition too. Yeah, it's pretty amazing what you guys do for kids and, and seniors. I don't know if it was like that 30, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was more like you said, more of a young man's uh, hangout. But uh, now it's everybody. It is. It is truly everybody. And I think what what you just hit on right now is my greatest challenge. It is telling the why story. Because in 1960, John Throne did start the Blue Bus program. And, and he was busing hundreds and hundreds of kids in after school. He was driving them. Right. But, but people just didn't realize that yeah. um, unless they had a child in the program. And, and that program continues 40-plus years later. The blue buses are still out between 2 and 4 o'clock picking up kids after school so that they're not going home to empty homes or spending a ton of time on tablets and computers. And they're in the Y. They're safe. They're getting a free dinner, and they're engaged in some enriching activities. Uh, what if somebody hears you and they want to write out a check? Ah, oh, write that check. Write it. Let's do it. Write it fast. Right. <laughs> you can give through our website, um, okay. directly through the website. You certainly can write a check. You can give me a call and I'll come to your home or your place of employment and pick up cash. Uh, we really want everybody to have the opportunity to be a part of this project. We really want everybody to be able to say, that is my why. I was a part of building that. There are people using the facility today that are part of the team that opened the current facility. In fact, Jane Adamchak, who's on our board, her dad 
um, played a significant role in the fundraising campaign, and and we have pictures of him cutting the ribbon on the day that they opened our current facility. So I I want everybody to be able to have that that same feeling that Jane has and um, that I have about our why that I'm really I'm really a part of this, and I contributed to making this cornerstone of Jackson. You know, strong for another sixty-five years. You have the the passion. I do. I do. I. I. It's it's a really powerful force in the community, and it, it meets a lot of needs. It doesn't meet all the needs, uh, but it does meet a lot of needs. Thanks for doing this. Thank you, Shauna Tello is the CEO at the Jackson YMCA for the Sykes Group at Morgan Stanley Spring Arbor Road. Thank you for listening to the WKHM Business Class Podcast, brought to you by the Sykes Group at Morgan Stanley.